Hello, everyone. Hope you're all doing great. Welcome to the Common Room Views podcast. It's Aaron Machmuda, and I'm joined by friend and co-host, Khan. <laughs> so today on this episode, we'll be talking about quite a large movement that's um, taken over the internet, and for good reason. This being the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, well, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about how it started, I guess. So as many of you know, uh, this began with the death of George Floyd at the hands of a police officer, uh, which sparked outrage across the world, and rightly so, because I think me and you can both agree, as do most people out there, that it was horrific, you know. Definitely, yeah. um, I don't think we need to explain like the depths of this, because it is quite upsetting for a lot of people, but the way in which it was done and how it took them, if not for the, you know, to think that if not for this video that, you know, a passerby took, if, if that video hadn't been released, then this would have been like any other, like, you know, death of any other civilian in the yeah. US. It's only because of this video and, you know, the fact that there was someone able to document what's going on. Yeah, because according to the police, it would have been something completely different. Exactly. You know, and how and then how are we to, you know, say to the police that no, you know, your reports are wrong or how do we disprove the police without any evidence of our own? And I think it's just quite shocking of how how brutal it was, you know? Definitely, yeah. And you know, I think that really represents the atrocities in society in general and the the gap between certain religions, cultures, genders. Um, and it's just crazy. Like, for example, um, one of these statistics by The Telegraph show that um, every thir- per million, there were 31 fatal black shootings. And, you know, if we... The population of the U.S. is 328 million. So, you know, if if that was 31 per million for the total population, that's 10,168 fatal black shootings every year. It's such a small minority. This is this is a really big thing. Exactly. And it's like if that's just you know fatal black shootings alone, what's to say that that doesn't encompass? You know, what's to say that can't be said true for any other, you know, um, race? Racial, or... yeah. 100%. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw, you know, people from Hispanic backgrounds on that list. And to think of it, that's how many lives being lost every year. Obviously, this, this figure of 10,000 um, may encompass, you know, those that, I wouldn't say deserve to die, but those that, you know, that the police acted rightfully. Yeah. To think that if this one, you know, how common this one death was, it makes you yeah, think that the majority yeah. of these deaths were probably, you know, wrongful. Injustice. 100%. Um, I mean, you know, we could come on to the case of Breonna Taylor. You know, she was shot in her bed while sleeping. I mean, where's the oh. justification for that? It's just really sad to think of this day and age where we've come through so many developments in science and technology, but we just still can't even respect other racism. It just, it's just disappointing to think that. Exactly. And I'm, you know, unless I'm wrong, I believe the killer of Breonna Taylor is still walking free, you know, after 
the facts of this case have come out after you know what we know how can you justify sh- killing or shooting a, a sleeping woman multiple times like what what threat does she pose that you know when i'm sleeping i don't pose a threat to anyone and yeah. nor does you know anyone in this world so where's the justification and you know we <clears throat> it's when when i first heard when i first heard about this case you know uh in i mean by george floyd i almost wasn't shocked and i think that's the most heart-wrenching thing about this whole thing that it didn't shock me yeah exactly as constantly reiterating circumstances exactly and as a 17 year old you know i shouldn't be so desensitized to the death of someone in such a horrific way yet i am because you know throughout my life i've seen and heard or well, i wouldn't say seen but i've heard of so many you know wrongful deaths by police yeah that have just been brushed over and it's it just really makes you question where people's you know morals ethics like does that not you know pose even the slightest bit of importance in the world today yeah and the fact that even after these events occur like you said so um fact that there's no remorse at the end of it because the outcome is still the same the like you said the killer is still free and it's just it's ridiculous exactly and if the government and if you know police the police force doesn't have the um ability to bring these killers to justice where like you said where is the remorse in the killer so how can this person walk free and walk without you know what walk whilst believing they've done the right thing yeah. so how can you you know just suffocate a man and kill him and act like you acted rightfully how can you shoot a woman multiple times and still act like you acted rightfully it blows my mind honestly um and then so obviously this the death of george floyd sparked outrage across the internet you know i know you're not too um active across the socials um yes, yes. but obviously you know me being on you know across a range of you know snapchat twitter instagram i've seen you know thousands oh yeah thousands and thousands and thousands of posts of you know of people standing in solidarity with the victims you know the black lives matter protests across yeah. you know the US even London and you know i was i was speaking to my sister about this and it really you know i really think sometimes that you would think you know in the 21st century the power of social media would enable such protests or such movements to last a longer time yeah. and then i thought no they they don't because before you know without this movement you would have maybe less awareness but a continued you know movement like the movement would last a lot longer nowadays you have a lot of support instantaneously you know you have a high peak of support yeah and it goes just as quick as it came so for example on instagram um we had blackout tuesday which was posting pictures of literally a black you know just a black square 
on Instagram, on your stories, and essentially to just black out your feed in solidarity. Now, that week, uh, as I can remember, was probably the most support I've seen for the movement. And after that week, nothing. Yeah. These people are trying to fight for a a good cause, and it's just that it's so short-lived. People aren't just, I don't know, they're just being so oblivious to the fact that this is a serious thing and it's ongoing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it, it's still an issue in society, you know. It, it wasn't an issue um, until everyone was posting on and it didn't finish, you know, once people stopped posting that. It's still going on. We still have the same problems in society yet, you know, there's just no... There's, there's no um, drive to try and, you know... It. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it just shows that, like, you know, most people... Whilst they can, you know, they can put on their stories that, oh, you know, here's somewhere to donate to, or, you know, they might put a picture of George Floyd on their story. But in actuality, what have you done to try and better the movement? Have you donated, you know, to Black Lives Matter charities? Have you, or like Color for Change? Have you signed petitions? Have you tried to just spread awareness and teach others of what went wrong and, you know, what they could do in themselves? And most people haven't. And it just shows that most people think of this like a trend. Like, you know, everyone's yeah. doing it. I don't want to be left out of it. I'll do it too. So I'll just post something and that's the end of that. Exactly. And once, you know, most people stop doing it, it's, you know, it's no longer relevant. You know, you no longer care about it. You only care about it when it was relevant. And like, personally, for me, I've, you know, continued to, put different um you know different ways of spreading information about this movement you know uh things that have been going on ways to educate yourself i've still been doing that because it is something i care about um in my instagram bio i've linked um to a charity you know you could go and donate to i've also like and i've also sent links of videos that you could go on youtube and watch and the revenue collected from that video is sent to charities and it's it's quite sad to see that the people who I see still, you know, advocating for this movement are are people of you know a black or like who are who are black people, because unless it's you know a problem with yourself, most people don't you know do anything about it. Unless you're directly affected, people won't do anything about it. And then I feel like. Where is, you know, the empathy then? Where, where is, you know, thinking, oh, what if I was in their shoes? You know, why, why do we have to wait until it happens to us for us to make a, for it to make a difference, for us to make a difference? So I'm also looking at an article here uh, called The US Protesters Charged as Gang Based Life Sentence. So it's not just everyday citizens as well. It does not, not only have the police committed a crime of sorts, they've still not showing any remorse they're still classing these people who are protesting and calling them gangs and so i just don't understand what is their point is so they committed a crime they're not exactly remorseful against it and they're still picking on those who are trying to fight for change yeah and it's like you, you you're not all of these protests are violent you know i've seen so many protests that are peaceful you know it's people you know kneeling there'll be just people sitting there 
and all people chanting and you know all of this is within peaceful protesting you know there's no violence involved and then you get police who you know detain these people um you know put them in jail and it's it's just it's mind-blowing because what then what are you trying to prove that you know we shouldn't stick up for injustices you know we should let them happen and then it just sets precedent that you know you're not anytime you want to try and bring change you you have the fear in your mind that if i go out onto the streets and try and advocate for something that you know needs to be changed you'd have the fear that oh i could be thrown into jail or i could be prosecuted for yeah essentially exactly. something that is you know it's freedom your your liberty is at stake at that point yeah freedom of speech and, th- and there's just none of that being shown yeah and it's not only just on the streets where police are confronting these protests it's also online there's also another article here where uh, organizers uh, organizers are being threatened on online as well for example on facebook group where people are posting where they're living and so th- there's just this exactly what as you said this fear that you can't even express yourself even if you haven't been subject to this you you can see others being and you're just expressing uh, this fear you're having towards it and people just aren't accepting it exactly and um, i remember you telling me and you know i've seen as well you know those two um that white couple in the u.s who were threatening blm protesters with guns and telling them to you know um go away or get off their Property. I mean, they weren't on them, but you know that's a different matter. But the fact that you get people threatening others with guns, and they, you know, they're not prosecuted, they're not charged or anything. Yet you get people who are protest like peacefully walking, <laughs> and you think that those are the people bringing, you know, uh, unrest or chaos. Yeah, exactly. It's just that they're not they're not even doing anything to you just because you do not agree with them that you're starting to threaten them and it's just ridiculous exactly um and you know we were talking about the fact that if you have like if you have someone like donald trump at the helm of the country if you have a president who is essentially racist you know we've seen it time and time again yeah from the things he said the way he acts and it's just it's 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 no wonder you know you you get a country that continues being racist without any enforcement because you know there there is no there is no enforcement and there is no willingness to make change i mean and the clear evidence of this is that i'm looking at another article here it says trump supposedly ties climbing covid-19 cases to blm protests now this is this is just ridiculous coming from a guy who said that you don't even need to wear a face mask he's now tying in the the rise of infection to black lives matter protests i mean this is a of him being against this movement and expressing his racism exactly and he's using covid as a scapegoat of saying oh <clears throat> these protests are is what you know is increasing the um you know the the the, the, the death rates yeah exactly yeah Whereas it's, it's your inability to enforce it. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, this is coming from the person who said that we don't even need to wear face masks. It's not a problem. And you can clearly see that. I mean, I'm looking on the news. The US are acting as though nothing's happened. Exactly. You know, I heard about, uh, I might get the state wrong here. It could be California. You know? I'm, regardless of the state. But, you know, I've seen, you know, like thousands of people at a single home, you know, in like a house party. And. I don't think you know many of them were, um, you know, prosecuted or anything. 
And also, yeah. funnily, now that I've remembered, I remember seeing that there was a house party in which it was predominantly black people, um, you know, at, at this house party. And whilst agreed that that is wrong, and regardless of who was at the party, having that many people together is incorrect, I do remember seeing that, you know, there was almost like an emphasis on the fact that the people at this party were black. And that just goes, you know, that just ties in with the whole, you know, situation that because these people are black, you use them as a scapegoat. Oh, look, there was X amount of black people at this party. But if it had been loads of white people, it wouldn't have been covered in the same way. You know, you wouldn't have yeah, had the same yeah. titles. And it's it's just, you know, there's so much clear racism. And it's like, for example, um, I don't know if you're familiar with um, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, uh, AOC, uh, by no. who's... She's a American uh, congresswoman. Um, honestly, okay. a very, very strong... She's I think she was the youngest... Um, ever elected in US history she's she's amazing honestly and okay, yeah. i and the fact that trump has the nerve to tell her to go home or like to, essentially to go back where you came from you know she's american born and raised so it's it's crazy like you're telling a congress it's like you know it's like uh, boris johnson telling you know any it's like him telling preeti patel oh go go back home where you came from <laughs> it, it blows my mind <clears throat> honestly it's something that i myself just i'm not willing to believe but this this is this is how it is in the world yeah exactly and it's, i think it's at this point you kind of you know wish that you were um you were some kind of ignorant like you didn't pay attention to the news as much as yes, you know, we do yes. because you just be completely oblivious to what's going on in the world and i know that's bad you know you should be educated about it but sometimes you just feel like maybe if i didn't know this it just you know just i would feel a bit better in to this. exactly man uh, and the thing is like i don't even see scope for change because uh, like institutionally the u.s is racist like you know the, the entire foundations started from you know um kicking out the native americans you know yeah. um like colonize well they didn't really colonize but you know what they've done is racist you know the, the way they've you know the well, way they act to the way they exactly and you know the fact that trump's you know it goes to show that, you know, Trump's, you know, catchphrase, tagline, model, whatever you want to call it, is make America great again, uh, or MAGA for short. And all of the people, you know, all the racists out there um, who are predominantly white, you know, that's not to discriminate against the white people in America, but predominantly the racists, all from what I've seen, are just white. And yeah. all they, you know, all of them are just, you know, on our, or, I don't know, unironically Trump supporters and then you wonder why you know the country is in the state it is yeah definitely and it's and just I should... think that with a, with an actual leader who is willing to make change you know you you have so many followers you could you could change and make things so much better but he's just not willing to he's being so oblivious and ignorant to the fact that this this is a problem people are being mistreated there is so much injustice and it's just so oblivious to him Exactly. And, you know, while I also, while I agree with the fact that 
you know, um, violent protests shouldn't be tolerated. So, you know, when there were, when there's looting, when there's, you know, destruction of property, you know, of shops. I remember seeing this post that it was um, this man who um, I believe he ran, you know, he was a Chinese man and he was in full support of the um, BLM movement. You know, he, he advocated for it. And yeah. during, you know, looting and destruction, his store was completely, you know, ruined and broken. And I feel like when it's in these types of cases where, you know, innocent people who aren't racist, you know, who are trying to, you know, advocate for the movement, if they are disadvantaged, then, you know, I agree with the use of force because looting and, and any destruction isn't it's part it of... It is at the end of a crime. But exactly. Is, yeah. And I remember, I believe, Trevor Noah, um, like the comedian, he was, you know, on his story, he said, there's no right way to protest, you know. He was. He said when Martin Luther King took children to his uh, protests, people said it was wrong, but that's because of things were out at the time. And I think I disagree with that because, you know, he Martin Luther King didn't have violent protests. He didn't go around yeah, you know, no. slapping people left, right, and center, and you know, forcing <laughs> them to believe what he, you know, what he what he stood for. He said what he needed to say, yeah, and he naturally, yeah, collected, and. That that I think that is almost saying, oh, you know what? Whatever happens during the protest, it's because what you did in emotions, what you felt right, and then I think that's it's a very dangerous precedent for anything that happens because then you use the same excuses all the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're just they're just worried of the fact that uh, black lives black lives movement uh, black lives matter. They're just building a community and they're supporting each other. I think that that's what they fear is the fact that this community is growing. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's so sad to see that you, like, Americans are so scared. And, you know, I say Americans because you know, primarily this is all to, you know, the center of this movement is America. Yeah. And from what I've seen, America is by far one of the most racist, you know, countries out there. Yeah. And it's so sad to see that, you know, the white people or, you know, are so scared of seeing any other, you know, like religion, race, background, you know, whether it's Hispanic people, whether it's um, Asians, whether it's black people, they will literally resort to violence to stop yeah. white supremacy because it is, you know, at the, at the core of it, it is the need for, well, their, their idea of the need for white supremacy. Mm. They're just and, willing to treat any other race as a second-class citizen. Exactly, like, every, like, they're, uh, they're superior to anyone and everyone. And, you know, I, as sad as it is to say, I don't see change happening in that country for, you know, at least a decade because I'm of firm belief that, you know, after a certain age, you can't change a person's mindset. Or it's, sorry, yeah. it's very difficult to. And when you have, like, you know, these, these 50 and 60-year-old white American male and females, um, as well, females have we seen uh, recently as being called Karens, which um, you know sparked a lot of memes. But these Karens and Karens, as okay. I've seen them being called, they, um, you know, all their life they've, I wouldn't say being taught, but they've brought up with the fact that you know they are superior, or you know, yeah. it's their country, or it's you know these people are essentially you know from another place and they're coming onto their land and invading their personal space. And 
when you have that mindset, their children are going to have that mindset. Exactly. They're just treating as a And when everyone has that mindset, you know, um, you can't change. I, I, you can't go to a 60-year-old uh, man in the US now and, you know, a white male and say, you know, oh, you need to really listen to reason. You know, this is wrong. It's wrong for, because for 60 years of their life, they've been taught one thing. And... Uh, yeah, it's really, it's conflicting them. And yeah, and I think until, honestly, change them. they, you know, it sounds almost bad to say, but until maybe, like, they die out, you know, like, until we usher in a new generation with a more progressive thought, we're not seeing change. And that goes for, like, you know, that goes for the UK as well here. Yeah. Um, you know, if we have Prime Minister, like, Boris Johnson calling uh, women who wear hijabs letterboxes, you know, again, what precedent does that set? If you can have what message does that send to the newer generation? Exactly, who are, and who are going you know, to if, be leaving this country, um, a young. Obviously, you know, I've been, me and you have been brought on, brought uh, brought up in a way to you know understand, and that's you know fundamentally racist and wrong. There are people who are out there, you know, who will see yeah. that and be like, oh, you know, the, the prime minister of this country yeah exactly the prime minister of this, this is, country this right. has this... said something derogatory to yeah. a woman of you know maybe a different color to that child or you know religion or race and then you think that's okay and you think that you know if that's justified then whatever i do is justified yeah. then no wonder you're going to usher in like a new age of the same mentality because you're not teaching change Exactly, and you know, um, I was, I think, in this Black Lives Matter movement, we've also seen that how, you know, people like Winston Churchill, uh, have you know, have said a lot of racist things in their past, and you know, I was quite shocked, and I was like, why has it taken me seventeen years? You know, I knew his name from when I was like, you know, five or six. You know, I've been taught about Winston Churchill, the war hero. You know, the man who saved the nation. Yeah. Why has it taken me a until a decade later to realize that you know this guy was you know i'm really, I'm really glad you mentioned this as well because uh, i've also only recently you know knew that he was a racist as well and he was such uh, a big influence because of the fact i was obviously said a war hero and you don't and you know he obviously leading the country he was bringing these other ideas which might not have mattered at the time which was war going on but to nowadays society you realize how much exactly and you know you know really affected us. it's taken me a decade to realize or to find out not even like realize to find out that this man was so racist like um the, the things he said promoting this it's it's yeah. mind-boggling it's it's so bad And and these and it's just even funny to think that he was fighting alongside these people, you know, Asians, black people were all involved in the war, fighting fight with the UK, and he was just exactly. No and then that. you know, no wonder all of like you know the baby boomers or whatever, they are, you know, fundamentally all racist as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a here's a quote that he uh, once said, which I you know. Being of Indian you know, origin or descent uh, was quite you know shocking to me. He said, "I hate Indians. They are a beastly people with a beastly religion." And you know that's exactly how, how is one and, supposed to react? You know when people say when you know someone that is so revered um, says something like that, then 
you're more inclined to you know follow them and be like, well, yeah, you know, Churchill, the war hero, the man who saved the nation. If he has these views, then they must be right. You know, I I can't possibly challenge yeah. them. And it's just sad thing. This is this is the world we live in, which you know. Yeah, and in a way, I'm hopeful because world. you know, as we look around and see our generation. We are a lot more educated, you know, about these things. Um, the the majority of yes. um, people following this, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter movement have been people of our generation, you know, at a similar age. I mean, that's a different matter that yeah. these are the people predominantly active on social media. But I have seen a lot more from like our generation than I will see, you know, from people above the ages of like forty. Um, so you know, it's hopeful that you know, in like a decade yeah. or two, like you know, into about two decades, it'll be you know, people like us in these higher up positions. Hopefully, um, you know, more people of yeah. ethnic, you know, backgrounds in you know, p- like positions of you know, power and change. Uh, you know, maybe even uh, the first you know, yeah. Asian or maybe Hispanic um, or or even black. Prime Minister, um, you know, in the UK. And to think, you know, I I mean, I I don't think I'm wrong about this, but I don't think we've had anyone but a white Prime Minister. We've always had white males. Oh, well, apart from, you know, Margaret Thatcher and Theresa. So I think as a leading message for just want to say you know educate yourself and each other you know try and understand how others feel you know just because the injustice doesn't happen to you it doesn't mean that you can't advocate for yeah definitely and of course don't be afraid to stand up for what is right this has been and most likely will continue to be a difficult time for everyone especially for you know the ignorance and the uh, how oblivious people are Yeah, well, that's it for today's episode. Uh, we hope you were able to, you know, see things from another perspective, which is the aim of this podcast. And um, join us next week for another episode of the Common Room Views podcast. Um, leave a like on the video, follow the podcast on Spotify, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and and share your opinions in the comments below. Have a good day, guys.